0: Morning Prayer Warriors, hey, Mark here, um, just hope you're having a blessed week, and uh, all is good, you know, and it's not always good, but we can always rely on God, and we can always talk with God about it, and uh, don't don't let this world bother you that much. Anyway, let's start with just a quick order of prayer, can we? Uh, dear Lord, just thank you for this day, and just for the wisdom that you give to us, that relationship, that vertical relationship that you strengthen us with. Uh, we don't want to be down here in the muck of the world, and, and we just want to be with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And that's it's kind of uh, one of those unique things, you know, we, because we're going to get into this kind of a heavy chapter, um, and we get to see somebody's life changed as a result of not the horizontal relationships, um, but because of that vertical relationship, that direct line that we have with God, uh, that direct line we call prayer. Um, that we can talk to God in everything that we do. And and in this case, it, it based around Paul or Saul, as he was known before his conversion. Um, you know, here's a smart guy. You know, he's got all the information in the world. He studied under the best priests. um He's got the information, but he doesn't have the transformation. So we get to see that transformative process in his life. And remember that back there in Acts, you know, Luke is still writing, and Luke is still writing in the third person because he's not there yet. Um, You know, so he's getting all of this information from everybody and, you know, all the investigations, and he's putting it on paper. And so Luke is doing an amazing job in this, and he's, he's got Saul, as we know as Paul, here in uh, first, it was uh, uncovered there in the end of chapter seven in Book of Acts, when Saul is standing around, holding the cloaks of those who were stoning Stephen, murdering Stephen. and and then, you know, in the start of chapter eight, you know, Saul continues this. Now we start chapter nine, and here he is again. And in fact, he's gone to the head of the Pharisees, and he's saying, I want to go to Damascus because I hear there's people up there. There's these people that belong to the way. And we're going to go up and take care of them. We're going to put them in chains. We're going to haul them back here to Jerusalem. Well, that's a mighty big thing because Damascus is quite a ways away. And in those days, they didn't have Uber or Lyft. Um, They didn't have their own pickup trucks that they could haul people back with. So it's kind of a long walk. Um, it's a long journey, but he was fired up for this, and it's because of what's going on at this level in Jerusalem, in Israel, the hate, the anger. This new group called the Way, and really they're called the Way. And you, if you take a look at it, you know what's that famous um, verse there in John fourteen six? Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." And so that's really kind of what they're, they're called, and that's what they said. We are part of the way. And so you've got the Christians on one hand. You've got the Jews, the hardcore Jews over here that don't want to have anything to do with the, this whole Jesus thing. And so, you know, they're stoning them. They're killing them. And so here's Paul or Saul. He's, he, he gets authorization to go on up to Damascus, and we call this the road to Damascus. Now, read a little bit. To you, and so he's on that road, and he, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven, and so Saul falls to the ground, and he hears a voice saying, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" And you know this is brought up a couple of places here in the Bible, and so here's this this brilliant Jew that's out to get everybody who belongs to the way, the Christians, and he says, "And who are you, Lord?" and he knows who is talking to him. He's laying on the ground, and he knows what's going on. And God says, I am Jesus. Whoa. You know, this is a guy that he's persecuting all of his followers. And so he hears his voice, I am Jesus, who you're persecuting? It is hard for you to kick against the goads, and it's just like oxen. Oxen are, are you know, they're they're chained in. They're they've got the goads on. They've got, um, you know, it, and you can't can't move. And it's hard for them to kick against the goads. And so Saul here in in chapter nine says, trembling, he says, "Lord, what do you want me to do?" He recognizes who Jesus is and who's talking to him. Um, and Jesus says, Arise and go to the city, Damascus, and you will be told what you must do. Not what you want to do, Paul. Not what you think you ought to do. What you must do, because Jesus has given him what he must do. And everybody stood speechless, and Saul rose, but then he couldn't see. He was blinded, and for three days without sight, and he couldn't eat or drink, and... Um, it was a guy, so now flip side. Now we're going to fast forward into Damascus where Paul is going, and Ananias is there, and, and God calls to him in a vision. So I'm sure Ananias was a prayer warrior too. He's part of this. He's part of outside of, of Jerusalem. He's outside of Israel. He's up there in that Syrian area in Damascus. And God says, Ananias. He says, Here am my Lord. We've heard that before. I think... Uh, Isaiah said that back in Isaiah 6, 8, when God said, and whom shall we send? And Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. And Ananias was listening. He, he was in tune with what God wanted. And so God says, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire of the house of Judas um, for the one of called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. So, Saul, or Paul, is in this house praying, and that's what he ought to be doing because Saul has had this encounter with Jesus, and in a vision, you know, Saul has seen this, seen you coming to him so that he might receive his sight, and Ananias is kind of going, whoa, dude, you know, Lord... I've heard, you know, about this guy, and I've heard what he's done in Jerusalem. I've heard, you know, everything, all the bad stuff. You know, he killed one of our brothers. He's martyring. He's coming here to haul us back and change Jerusalem. And, but God said, go, for he is chosen a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, the kings, and the children of Israel. And I'll show you how... Many things he must suffer for my sake. So Ananias, you know, is kind of freaking out. But he went down to the house. Here is Paul probably praying. Um, and Ananias says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me that you might receive sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, so here's Saul, Paul. He's in this house. He's praying. Here's Ananias in there. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and received sight, and he was baptized. So here he is filled with the Holy Spirit now, and he preached Christ. Saul went out, and he's preaching Christ in the synagogues, and everybody heard was amazed because here's this transformation of this guy who was killing people and supporting the killing and the martyring of Christians in Jerusalem, and suddenly he's out here in Damascus, and he's out there in Damascus for about three years. Um, And so here's this huge transformation, and I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about that and touch that. Um, Even though the Jews at the time, so now in Damascus, are starting to get, you know, they're saying, hey, here's another one of us, and he's become a part of the way. He's accepted Christ as his personal Savior, um, and he's, you know, we need to kill him, just as we did all the rest of these, these Christians. He needs to be martyred. Um, he needs to be taken outside and stoned, and, and Paul escaped Damascus. So he is escaped Damascus and went back to Jerusalem. But here's the key takeaways today. So many of us will say, I can't become a Christian. I, I am too much of a sinner. I can never change. My life is for naught, and I'll just continue the way I am. we know, we've seen it, we've seen it in others. Here it is in the Bible, here in chapter 9. Saul, who's murdered people, who's been a part of murdering others, who hates, who has anger, who has all of those things that we don't want to be, but we may have those, and he prays. He talks to God, and he is forgiven. He becomes a Christian. He is baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's out now working for God. You and I can do that. Many of us have. We have had histories of suicide and drug addiction, alcohol addiction, anger issues, divorce, all of these things that go against God, but we have prayed for forgiveness. And that's what we have to do today. We have to do that hourly sometimes. So I just pray that... You all understand where Saul or Paul came from and where God is leading him just as God can lead us. Thank you, brothers and sisters, prayer warriors. Just praise God and have an amazing week.